Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. Grab your passport and bathing suit because we're headed to Cancun, Mexico to explore ancient Mayan ruins and jump into cenotes. Our guest is Jay Kelly of Kelly Coaching, where he's an online fitness coach that helps women achieve a healthy, active lifestyle. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Cancun. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Although I love to travel, sometimes it is just good to be home. When I moved to Nashville, I decided to splurge and get a nectar sleep mattress that provided all the comfort of a luxury hotel without the price tag of one. I love that nectar sleep includes a forever warranty and that you get a 365 night trial to make sure that your mattress is everything you've dreamed of. For a limited time, my listeners will get $125 off and two free pillows with your order when you use the link wetravelthere.com forward slash nectar. Hey, Jay, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, man, Lee, I am pumped and I'm excited to be here. How are you doing? Everything's great. Got probably a little bit better weather than I do right now, but that's part of the benefit of living in Cancun, right? Well, I mean, you know, I could say it is a little bit better. The sun's definitely shining, but it is kind of rainy season right now. We just moved into rainy season, so we are getting some kind of flash of rains every once in a while, but nothing that's going to rain on my parade, man. I promise you that. Nice. So, you know, obviously you, you love Cancun and you have a strong connection there, but like, how did you arrive in Cancun? Ooh, I moved down here about six years ago, actually. I got really lucky. My dad retired down here and he said, you know what? I'm going to move down here and I want to have someone come with me. I guess kind of like a companion or a housemate to kind of, because he came to a new country. He didn't know anything about it. I was like, well, you know, I might as well go down there and check it out myself because I was kind of tired of living in the States at that time. And here I am. Nice. So what's kept you here all this time? Oh man, honestly, I love this country. Like this, I love this country, man. The people are unlike anybody else I've ever met. And then I met my beautiful wife down here. So you know what I mean? I'm stuck here, man. This is my home now. It sounds like you're living the dream. Oh, every day. (laughs) So one of the other reasons, obviously I want to learn about Cancun, but I have a personal reason for learning about Cancun because my wife and I are going to visit in uh, this this winter. And so looking forward to be able to meet you and obviously want to educate the listeners, but also want to find out some great tips for myself as well. So when you think of Cancun, is there a certain time of the year that's better to visit than others? Well, you know what? That's a great question, Lee, because I think it really depends on what are you looking for. And that's one of the cool things with Cancun is there's just so much always going on here. You know, and it's like it comes in waves of people and waves of different parties and different festivals and different things like that here. Because obviously everybody knows Cancun for spring break. So what that that's usually March, April time frame. But usually a lot of people also come, you know, whenever they have, let's say, summer break or summer vacation, they want to get out of the country or maybe after Thanksgiving and right there before Christmas, they want a nice little break before those holidays, too. So some people come down here for that. So it really depends on what your goal is and what you're wanting to do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And for listeners that may not know, I mean, Cancun is on the eastern border of Mexico, right there at the Caribbean and the Gulf of Mexico. And it has warm weather all year round, right? All year round. Like, I think, I mean, if you look at the average, I don't think it goes below 68 and I don't think it goes above 80, 82. So, I mean, all year round. I mean, honestly, you can wear shorts every day here. Nice. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Since I quit my job in June, I've actually 
only time I've worn shoes is when I've gone to the gym. Other than that, it's been flip flops all day, man. So, so I'm, I'm right there with you. You're already in the flip flop life, Lee, man. Oh man. <laughs> For sure, buddy. So when they think of Cancun, obviously there are different sections of Cancun. You know, people fly into the, actually the airport of Cancun, but mm-hmm. there's different cities that people come down and visit that are in that area. What type of cities are around? Yeah, you're right. Everybody flies into Cancun. And the funny thing is a lot of people don't realize is the airport is actually right connected to the Cancun hotel zone. So usually most people never, when they come and visit Cancun, they never really even go to the city of Cancun. They usually just go to the hotel zone, which is a little different than the actual city. Now from there though, so you have the Cancun city, you have the hotel zone. After that, you have more like the Riviera Maya. So you have the Playa del Carmen, you have Cozumel, you have Akumal, and even further down, you have Tulum. Okay, yeah. And I think Tulum has been one of the hotspots recently for all the celebrities, right? Tulum is the hotspot for celebrities. You know what's funny about Tulum is it's beautiful there. It's awesome. And six years ago, when I first went down there, they actually had no power there. They were running everything on generators. And so they wow. would turn the generators off. Yeah. And I'm talking about this is, what, 2012? And so they <laughs> turned the generators off right at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, and they would stay off for the whole day. Yep. No power. It was awesome. Now that's changed. Now everybody has Wi-Fi down there. And, and it's also really cool that a lot of people don't know about with the cities is you have the three main cities, right? You have Cancun, Playa del Carmen, and then you have Tulum. Those are the three most people know about. Cancun, you can build to the sky, they say. They have no limitations on how high you can build. In Playa del Carmen, you can only go one level above tree level. And then in Tulum, you're not allowed to legally build above tree height. So everything has to be below trees and everything. So it stays nice and fresh and clean. It's beautiful there. Wow, that sounds fantastic. So just from a geography standpoint, how far would you say it is from like the Cancun and hotel zone down to one of those other cities? Oh, I'd say, you know, Tulum's probably only two hours away. And that's the furthest one. Okay. So yeah, it's not really that far. And that's actually one of the other cool things about this area is from Cancun. And then within two hours, you can visit technically three very different cities. Cancun's totally different than Playa del Carmen, and Playa del Carmen and Cancun is totally different than Tulum. And so it's really cool. Nice, nice. And then the one time I've been to Cancun before this, I actually stayed in my timeshare that was on Isla Mujeres, mm-hmm. yep. which is just outside of Cancun. That was a pretty unique experience. Honestly, I wish that we would have stayed in Cancun instead of Isla Mujeres. I think that's a good place to go for a day. But we wasted so much time and money being on the shuttle, you know, on the boat, mm-hmm. back the and forth every day. You know, I think there was much more to do in the city of Cancun and the surrounding areas than uh, than East Lumeras. I think so. Also, you know, once again, it really goes back to what are you looking to do? Right. And some people like island life. You know, some people really like Cozumel. That's another island right here. Cozumel and Isla Mujeres are the two islands. You know, for me personally, I'm not a big island person. I can stay there maybe one night, two nights at the most. But I like the mainland, you know, and that's kind of happened to me, too. I was looking at buying a business in Cozumel when I initially moved down here. And I kept on going to Playa del Carmen to go party and have fun. And I was like, no, this isn't going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Actually, I have a, a quick funny story, which I'll actually include the video in the show notes. But when we were staying in Isla Mujeres, you know, we were cruising around and we saw the golf carts. You can mm-hmm. rent golf carts and cruise around the island. That's the thing. Yeah. And so we were <laughs> cruising around and goofing off. And you know, I was actually recording on my phone, you know, driving and recording on my phone because like, that's what Americans do, right? We, mm-hmm. we have one, one hand on the phone and we're taking selfies <laughs> and everything. And, and we're joking around. My wife was on the back of the golf cart with my daughter who was about six months old and I was goofing off and kind of bouncing back and forth. And as I turned, 
I actually like whipped the car to the left, I think. And my son almost flew out of the, <laughs> of the golf cart. <laughs> he, he was like four and a half years old. He almost flew out of the golf cart. And you can see on the video that I reach out and like literally grab him and save him from falling out of the golf cart. <laughs> Dad reflexes. Yeah, for sure. As literally <laughs> pedal to the metal. I mean, the golf carts only go so fast, right? But I was like, oh my God, please don't let my wife see this because <laughs> I would have been in deep dog do after that, man. <laughs> you know, honestly, I think that's another reason that I really love here. It might sound a little mean, but they really don't protect the ignorance from people. Yeah. You know, there's no guardrails. <laughs> there's no really quote unquote safety issues to keep people from hurting themselves. And yeah. I think that's actually another, you know, there's not that luxury as what some people would say. It's just a different mentality here. You know, you got to be on top of your stuff here. For sure. It's a little bit of like the Darwin Awards, right? A little bit. If you're dumb enough to do something, they're not going to try to forgive you for it. <laughs> they're ready to call the herd, as they say. Nice, nice. My wife's uh, kind of a libertarian, and mm. that's exactly the way they look at things. It's like, you know, the government, keep them out of the way, let people do their own thing, and you're ready to rock and roll. There's a reason I like it down here, so maybe that might be why. <laughs> so obviously we talked about Lucy Mujeres, we talked about the golf carts. What other types of things are there to do that you'd really recommend when people come down to visit Cancun? Oh my gosh, man. What is there not to do here? Obviously the restaurants, obviously the parties. I guess I should say it depends on what you're into. But when I say parties, I mean, there's different festivals here. You know, there's different styles. It's not always just like spring break. You know, there's jazz festivals down here. There's movie festivals down here. There's a lot of culture down here. And that's another thing that I love. You know, a lot of people know about the ruins in Tulum, but not too far past Tulum. There's actually another set of ruins in a city called Koba. And there you can actually still climb on the ruins. You can still go see things. You can go to, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of awesome history here too. And on top of that, there's another great thing that I absolutely take every single person who comes down here to. It's called cenotes. Now, a lot of people don't know what these are, Lee. Do you know what they are? Yeah, those are the big holes in the ground with water, right? Big holes in the ground with water. That's how I hear <laughs> Wow, how descriptive. No, these things are absolutely beautiful. Like, Lee didn't really give it justice. Like, these things are usually in the middle of the jungle, and they're crystal clear sweet water is what they call them. Oh, wow. It's been filtered through so much from the sea that it's actually natural water or almost sweet water. It's not as salty. And it's absolutely beautiful. You can see straight to the bottom of these things. Back, there's a lot of history with, you know, the Mayan religion thinking of them being cleansing agents and stuff because of the water. You know, there's a lot of really beautiful, beautiful things down here that I absolutely love that I think kind of gets lost in some of the commercialism that happens here. Oh, for sure. And actually, I just want to point out to the listeners that, like you said, in Tulum, you can't climb on the ruins because people really haven't respected the ruins and, and provided that respect that it deserves. And when there are the, I think you said Koba? Koba. Koba. And so when there are the ruins there and the cenotes and everything like that, when you go there and experience these on your own or with a guide or whoever goes with you, make sure that you show it respect so that way the next people that come after you can enjoy it with that same type of experience. For sure. Absolutely. And actually, the ones over in Tulum are a little bit different. And that's kind of the cool thing. If you go to the ones in Tulum and then you go to the ones in Koba, you will see completely two different styles of, I don't want to say civilization, but ways of living. And, you know, you can see the quality of difference in its built. And those ones in Koba are just strong because they're in the middle of the jungle, you know, so they can handle people climbing on them and stuff. And they actually have one pyramid that's above, above the tree level. So oh, you can wow. actually climb up on this and you can see the whole landscape of this region. It's out of this worldly. 
I'm trying to picture it in my mind right now. I can just imagine how beautiful it is. And I'm sure what's in my mind doesn't even do it justice. Oh, all the green trees and the sun's out. No, it's, it's magnificent. For sure. So as we we're talking about earlier that you know, there's all these places to go that are outside of the hotel zone. I saw that there was about 40 million tourists visited Mexico in 2017. Mm-hmm. When people come to visit, is it something that they need to rent a car to get around to some of these cities that are further down? Or is there other ways to get around? Uh, you can absolutely rent a car. I probably wouldn't recommend it 100% because the driving's not typical that you're more than likely used to if you come from the U.S., right? Okay. They drive a, a lot more aggressive here. And if you're not used to it, if you don't know the road signs and things like that, and you're just really intimidated, it probably isn't a safe place for you to be, honestly. Okay. But it's really easy. If you're coming to a hotel zone, which most people do, they fly into a hotel zone, there's always some type of shuttle, some sort of taxi service. It's really easy to get around. And they actually just approved Uber not too long ago. So if you feel more comfortable with an Uber than a taxi, because you know it keeps all the credentials and stuff like that, you can absolutely do that also here. Oh, nice, nice. Yep. I just don't think Uber's allowed at the airports, I don't think, but only that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So obviously there's the elephant in the room. There's a lot of news about violence in Mexico, about like tainted drinks, things like Mm -hmm. that. And unfortunately, it's a lot of bad press, right? Oh, for sure. Obviously, you've been living there for the last six plus years. What are your thoughts on living there and being there versus the cities that you lived in in the US? Ooh, nice one. The first one I want to love to address is the alcohol one. And I think that's just absolutely disgusting. I think that's probably one of the worst things that you can do. It's just some cheap business owner trying to just skimp on money, honestly. And mm-hmm. I think it's probably one of the worst things you can do. I would say just be cautious and be careful what hotels you're staying at because for whatever reason, but I honestly believe after a couple bad issues of that, we haven't heard anything else of that. I think they've found it. I think they found the source and I think they stopped that out because listen, they don't want nobody messing with tourism down here. Yeah, It's the number one quote unquote cash crop, you know, and, and all the bad press, it does hurt. But that's why I think the alcohol one's gone. But I think that's probably one of the worst. Like when I read that, I was like, I cannot believe that. Now, the violence. Now, let's address the violence. The violence is bad. I don't like that either. But you know what? I live in the city. I don't get affected at all. And I don't know there's anybody in the hotel zone that's getting affected by it. You know, so as long as you're not doing illegal activities or looking for illegal things, you're not even going to pop up on the radar of things. You know, it's not like. I don't want to say the word terrorism, but it's not really that way. You know what I'm saying? And at the same time, I came from St. Louis. I come from some really, really violent areas. You know, I mean, I've been in Baltimore. I've been in St. Louis. I've been in New York. I've always been on guard in those places as well. I haven't had to really be on guard in Cancun. And I think this just more of you have to be, once again, mindful of your surroundings. Be vigilant. Don't drink till you blackout drunk. You know, I I think it's just being an adult and trying to enjoy yourself. And I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I think it's a lot of common sense things, you know. I mean, 100%. You know, there's certain towns and there's certain areas of towns in the U.S. that you just know you don't go visit, right? But it doesn't stop you from traveling within the U.S. It doesn't stop you from visiting those cities. It just stops you from visiting those neighborhoods. So like anything, I think you just got to be careful and watch what you're doing. And, you know, obviously traveling in groups obviously helps as well, right? Yeah, for sure. Unless you're renting a car, you're never going to find those areas. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're flying into Cancun, more than likely you're flying into Cancun International Airport and you're being shuttled to your resort and you're going to stay in your resort for the next five to seven days, which is nice. That's beautiful. But if you want to get out whenever you get out in a taxi or anything like that, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be a okay. And now unless you're going out in the middle of the night trying to find something, you see what I'm saying? But I don't know anybody that's doing that. 
personally, and none of my friends have been affected by anything ever. Well, that sounds good. I mean, I think, like you said, just a word of caution, just be normal, use common sense, and you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. We only have a few more minutes before we get into the final countdown. I want to ask some few questions about food. So what are some of the best places to eat that are in Cancun? Oh, I don't want to give away too many, but there's a ton of places down here in Cancun. Once again, I think it really depends on what you're looking for. There's a great place. Honestly, I can't even tell you the name, but it's like it's right outside the hotel zone in this little place called Puerto Juarez. You once you walk in and if you know what you're doing and know how to order, they have a freezer right there full of fish that they just caught that morning. You can literally pick your fish, pick how much you want off it. Like, give me two kilos because I got four people here. Boom. They'll cut it. Boom. Cook it right there. Bring it out there to your table right then and there. Fresh, fresh, fresh fish. Oh, my wife is going to love that. That place, I don't, like I said, it's really off the beaten path and it's really like in the the old port as they call it, but it's nice. It's delicious. Okay. So is Cancun, is there certain food that they're best known for? I mean, obviously in in America, we have Mexican food, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. But it's not like authentic Mexican food. Is there anything that's special that you can only get in Cancun or in Mexico? Oh, well, yeah, there's definitely a ton of food that you can only get in Mexico. And, you know, and that's the other cool thing about it is that there's different styles because there's different parts. Right. You have Jalisco, you have Merida, and these are different states inside of Mexico and they have different styles. So you might get a Veracruz style, let's say Marisco, which is like a fish dish. Right. But it could be a style from Veracruz. But even though you're in Cancun. Like people still have their own styles that they bring here to Cancun too. But Cancun's actually a really young city. A lot of people don't know it, but it's only about 45 years old. It just turned 45 this year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually very young. I don't want to say this is a Cancun meal right here, but because they're so cultured as a whole in Mexico, they bring all those cultures here to Cancun. And so now you have a lot of different flavors from all over the country. Now, that sounds great. I think it's one of those things where if you're only going to be visiting a city like Cancun and you're not going to go explore the rest of the country, I think it's a good feeling that you can have all those options to be able to explore, at least from a meal perspective, explore the country. Absolutely. Obviously, in the hotel zone as well, you know, it's becoming more, I don't want to say commercialized, but there's definitely more food that you would normally find, let's say, in the U.S. Like I have a friend who owns a burrito spot down there. It's called the Surf and Burrito. It is awesome, but it's like those huge California burritos. He brought them here. They didn't have California burritos here or California style burritos here before then. And then there's also they're starting to get more all natural options and more vegan options and vegetarian options are coming. So it's also bringing in from different styles from all over the world, too. So it's bringing a nice a nice mixture of foods. Oh, yeah. Sounds like you need to bring your stretchy pants when you come visit Cancun. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't hurt. That's for sure. Nice, nice. Well, hey, listeners, we have so much more that Jay shared with me. We're going to include all that in the show notes, but it's time now for the final countdown. Jay, if a traveler only had time for one meal in Cancun, where should they go and what should they eat? Honestly, I mean, I got to give away a secret place. It's this place called Mora Mora. It means berry, berry. I don't know if you people are going to find it. I don't know if they can because it's a secret restaurant. But if you find a local and you talk about it and you ask about it, someone might be able to point you to get there. But that place, that chef has traveled all over the world. He brings meals in styles from everywhere, from everything from Asian inspired, from Europe inspired, all over. It's amazing. That's the meal you can't miss. But like I said, it's a secret restaurant. <laughs> There we go. We're going to have to put on our detective hats and find it. There you go. (laughs) So what's one of your most memorable stories of Cancun? Oof. 
Honestly, I'd say it's almost two part. And I would say it's when I first got here. Because when I first moved here, I had never been to Cancun before in my life. I had no clue about what this place was even like, anything about the people. I didn't know anything. My dad came down here, you know, and he went to a couple resorts and he came down here 12 different times and stayed, you know, for vacations and stuff. But he never lived down here either. And so whenever I landed here, I landed and I got off the plane and I was like, man, I just felt like, I don't know, I felt like I was at home, Lee. It's hard to explain. I just felt this like awesome feeling. I just love the energy here. And I was nice. like, man, you're crazy, man. Like, obviously you landed and you've seen how beautiful it is, right? You're in Cancun, dude. I'm like, yeah, I would probably say you're right, but I landed at night. And so that right there, just the feeling that I had when I landed here and was able to get off the plane, it was amazing feeling. And then to piggyback off the first time I drove through the hotel zone and I actually seen the water, the Caribbean, and I seen the how beautiful this place here, it, it really, it sealed the deal. Seeing all the palm trees and coconut trees, it's just amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I stayed in Isla Mujeres and the resort I stayed in was nice, but when we drove around Cancun, I had envy. I want to stay there. I don't want to stay on my little island over there. I want to stay at one of these like just amazing resorts that are right on the beach like that. Yeah, they're amazing. I don't know what it is about it, man. I love it here. <laughs> so <laughs> what's like the happiest happy hour in Cancun? Is it one of the other cities that are outside of Cancun or is it someplace in Cancun? Oh, no, absolutely not. No, I would say if you really want to go to the happiest happy hour, that would have to be my boy in the Serpent Burrito again okay. because he stays open 24 hours a day and he has liter drinks, liter drinks, and they sell 24 hours. So whenever you get done clubbing or whatever you're doing and partying, and let's say you get bored at the resort or you're leaving Coco Bongo or something, and you want to get, let's say, a little snack with some nachos and another liter of margaritas or strawberry daiquiris or keep on drinking your beers, that is the place to go. Nice. I'm definitely going to be visiting there when we come. <laughs> you can sit there and drink all till sunrise. And you can keep on drinking <laughs> till nighttime if you can. Jay, when we come to visit, I think you're going to have to take a vacation while we're on our vacation so that way you can show <laughs> us around and see all these places. Lee, I'll show you, man. That's one thing I've learned that I loved about being down here is that I want to show other people why I love it. Because a lot of people can't believe it. Let me show you why I love it. You know, go on Google and search what a cenote is. C-E-N-O-T-E. Look at that and tell me you don't want to come down here. It's crazy things like that that I don't think people really realize because they get smoke screened by the news and the violence and this and that and what ifs and uh, uh, uh. Yeah. What if you're missing out on a lot of stuff? No, exactly. When I used to live in California, we used to go down to Cabo all the time. Mm. People would be worried like, oh, you're going down to Mexico? What are you doing? It is absolutely safe. I've never had any sort of fear when I've been down there, and I'm sure it's going to be the same thing when we come to visit Cancun. Yeah, man. So the last question is, obviously, Mexico isn't exactly known for pepperoni pizza, but everywhere I go, I always get pizza. What would you say the best place to get pizza is in town? Ooh, let's just stick with the hotel zone, and let's say Padrino's Pizza Express. That place is great. They always have different styles, different flavors, and like I said, they deliver fast everything I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy's been to Italy. So I know he knows those tomatoes and I know he's using great ingredients. That sounds perfect. My mouth is already watering. Jay, it's been great to having you on. I love hearing all about Cancun and obviously I'm going to be hitting you up when I come out there. Tell everybody about you and what it is that you do while you're down there in Cancun. I just have a good time when I'm down here in Cancun. But what I do is I'm also known as a strength architect. And so I have an online coaching business is actually what I do. So all my businesses are all online. I live down here and I just coach people all over the world. That's what I do, Lee. <laughs> nice. So where can people find you? What's your website and how can they find you on social media? 
Yeah, they can go to my website. It's www.kalicoaching, K-A-L-I, coaching.com if they want to go check me out there. Or on Facebook, I think it's Coach Kali. If you want to like actually facebook.com forward slash Coach Kali, that will take you right to my personal profile. And then if you type in Kali Coaching, you're going to find me. Nice. That sounds great. So obviously we're going to come down there, we're going to eat a lot, and then we're going to have to talk to you about getting that strength back up and getting our waistline a little bit slimmer from all that wonderful food. The yin and yang, man. Got one, get the other. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Well, hey, it's been great having you on the show. I know I've learned a lot. I'm sure the listeners have as well. Look forward to seeing you when we travel there. I'm pumped, Lee. I'm excited too. I hope your listeners got a lot out of it. Perfect. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you. Jay just shared some amazing tips for Cancun. We love going to Cabo when we lived in California, but after hearing Jay talk about Cancun, it may be our new favorite Mexican destination. I'm looking forward to visiting Cancun to eat some of the delicious cuisine and jump into the cenotes. So what is your favorite thing you learned about Cancun? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Cancun or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. Join us in the next episode when Pete McPherson talks about the superb selection of food in Atlanta, Georgia, and where to find the only full motion flight simulator that's open to the public. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts about travel, I suggest checking out my good friend Ed Pizza's show called Miles to Go. Ed and his guests break down the latest travel news with a focus on credit card rewards and loyalty programs in his weekly 30-minute show. Let me know what you think.